easy. It's only wind and air. And how to ride it. How to catch it. everyone and welcome to a very special episode of two very special shows. Tonight we are having our very first crossover episode between the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and with me from the Multiverse Fancast is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How about you? I'm doing well. And from Cinematic Adventures, we have Sean. Sean, how are you today? I'm doing good, Paul. This, how are you? This intro has so far been much better than our first two attempts. Oh, Not at all. No, nah, the first one was, was pure gold. Pure Golden. Gold. Like Wonder Woman's armor. Segway. What? So tonight in I see the what spirit. You did there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Tonight in I the didn't spirit. See that jet, I'm trying to do oh, a word. Oh, it's going to be a long episode, folks. It's going to be a very interesting episode, and we may even actually talk about the thing we're here to talk about for once. We will. Don't worry. Batman. Who? Exactly. Martha? Why would you say that name? <laughs> Give me three months and we won't be making fun of that no more. Yeah. Yeah, in March. This is yeah, Snyder that's, Cut. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you guys knew. No, I know. But yes, we are here <laughs> to talk about not only the first movie Ronnie and I have seen in theaters in almost a year. Yeah. But also the first movie of 2021, kind of-ish, well, close enough. The close highest, enough. The highest streaming movie at this time. Yeah. We are talking tonight about Wonder Woman 1984. So, Roddy and I actually went to the theater, which yes. was uh, an experience all in itself. Yes, it was. We had to wear our masks. We were not allowed to eat anything there. Or drink. And they kept showing commercials for all the food. Yeah. So I they were teasing us. They, they were dangling the carrot. They can't the cut that stuff out. That's that's like. But in, even better, they they re-edited it with mask commercial. Like like you wear your yeah. mask unless you're eating some of our delicious well, concessions. They, yeah. they were allowing food like a couple months ago, and then yeah. You know. it, it it depends on the state you're in. That's what it is. Well, Connecticut went back up in numbers. That's why yeah. they. They yeah. did it. Yeah. So we uh, we experienced AMC, which we did the digital. We were gonna do IMAX, but um, why? Yeah. There's really no point at this point because IMAX theaters are just slightly bigger. I remember I miss the old IMAX theaters, like the, the oh, big rooms. Oh, the yeah. old Palisades IMAX theater was oh, amazing. Yes. Though we so I will say this, the Dolby, the Dolby theater is worth it. Yes, yes. The Dolby theater, they do reserve seating, which AMC's been doing for a while seating. now. Yep. Reclined seaters. So nice. So we, uh, we got to experience a movie in theaters for the first time, even though Wonder Woman is the first of HBO Max's trend now of... Releasing their movies in theaters and streaming. Um, before we get started on the episode, any thoughts on that? We'll go to Sean first. Um, I'm I'm of the part that, again, uh, Warner Brothers is, you know, looking out for their vested interest, and it's they don't know where we're gonna be mm-hmm. in these months. I mean, I guarantee you. Like, what's the next? What's the next Warner Brothers DC movie that's coming out? The Snyder Cut. Yeah. No, to theaters. To theaters, I would. Would that be Batman? It should be. It was the Batman. 
But I want to okay. say it's the Suicide Squad. Let's just let's just uh. say the Suicide Squad was supposed to come out in April, mm-hmm. hypothetical, and we're all good in April. It's going to theaters. Mm. It's it, it, I don't it may stream as well, but I think this is just their contingency plan until they know like theaters are actually gonna you know be open and you know full capacity and all that stuff. I, I have no problems with it. Yeah, uh, it, you got to do what you got to do. Yes, yeah. you know it's just that's they gotta they gotta do what they gotta do. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's just something for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, once things start to die down and everything like that with all the stuff that's going on, then then I think you'll start seeing no more st- streaming when the movie first comes out. Yeah, they'll do it. We'll start streaming once the DVD comes out. Yeah, or something, or at least give it. Maybe like three weeks in the theaters or something like that. And then it'll go to streaming because they're not going to make their money through streaming. They're making their money through the movies. Well, that's the thing. Unless unless a streamer, you know, gives them, you know, like I know uh, the producers of the Bond movies, I think they've been offered like... Like six hundred million or something. Ridiculous. I don't know if it was that high because if it was six hundred million, I would have taken that because I'm sorry, James Bond's not making that much money anymore, especially no. with Daniel Craig still in the role. Easy. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm being honest. We saw the trailer. We for, saw the trailer. Uh, it was, so it, was, good. it, was, it, was it looks good. good, but I think Daniel Craig should no longer be Bond. That's just my opinion. Oh, well, the problem with Daniel Craig's Bond, and this is a side note, just because Sean brought it up, he's yeah. just done with the role, and yes. it's it's super. Yes, evident. the only reason he's doing the role is because he's probably getting paid like thirty million dollars. Yeah. Oh, gosh, the, yeah. This was Which, an introduction. God bless. To I wish I could Bond. get paid thirty million dollars to do that, but I'm just saying, like, if you know they're offering them a on a ridiculous sum of money to go to streaming, take it. Why not? It, it's so weird because like they were saying there was a huge bidding war with uh, uh, what was it, Godzilla? And they were they were talking like huge sums of money for who was going to oh, get for those Kong versus Godzilla. For Kong versus Godzilla, yeah. mm-hmm. um, they, they were talking huge amounts for HBO Max versus Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think at this point Netflix makes more off their original programming. Well, Netflix yeah. has gone way towards you know making their, their original own movies, stuff. Yeah. their original TV shows. Ne- yeah, because it's gone down and everything's leaving Netflix. Well, now. that's the problem too. Yeah. It's like all these other the these, market's super saturated. Warner Brothers is taking all their TV shows and putting them on HBO Max. CBS takes all their shows, puts them on all access. You yeah. know, NBC's now got their own. Yeah. Disney Plus has got hit theirs. I mean, well, I mean, just wait till uh, <clears throat> the CW's contract is over with Netflix. All their stuff's gonna go. That Batwoman's well, already on. Well, yeah. Batwoman's on HBO Max. Nancy yep. Drew's on HBO Max. Oh, and Star Girl. Uh, Star Girl. Uh, Smallville's on Hulu. Yeah. Smallville. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Smallville. And then obviously Arrow yeah. and uh, is still on Netflix. Flash, Arrow, Flash. Legends, yeah. Uh, Supergirl is still on Netflix. Well, Supergirl's ending. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Arrow already ended. Well, Arrow's done. Yeah. I'm just talking about in terms of where you can find these shows to watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so in this age of streaming, we we have a lot of like Dune was in the the news recently because yeah. the the producers of Dune were like, hey, we were supposed to do this. Chris Nolan's been out there going, "This is dumb. They shouldn't. It's taken away from the from the filmmakers." Yeah, I I think it's, I think it's a little it's, less it's, cut and dry than that. Yes, I, to me, it's bad optics that they're complaining. Listen, I agree that there are so many people involved with making a movie, and to me, as long as those people are getting what they're owed, I don't care how they're putting the movie. Oh, out. absolutely. If they're not getting, I agree. If they're not getting their cut, then there's a problem. Yeah. Like if Warner if Warner Brothers did some like sidestep thing here, which I don't know. I'm I'm only speaking. I don't think they did because those studio so basically 
I go to a, a studio with, hey, this is my story. This is my pitch. You guys choose to buy it. Yeah. I get my I get my money. Yeah. You hire my director. Here's your thirty million dollar budget. Yeah. You know the director gets paid. The actors get paid. Yeah. The All people the who work get paid. But, but you know what could suffer is when it comes time for the awards, because if a lot of things are streaming and you're not seeing it on screen, it's a lot different. I think so. Like the I won- Academy Awards, they they're 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 dated as it is. Oh well, yeah. With, with their awards. Yes. presentation it's 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 a date it's not the same as it was no you're still gonna get your your mtv movie awards your teen choice awards the ones that matter to movies like this like the one we're gonna be talking about but you you look at these these studios really they the studios want to make money and they are they're dying all these studios are, yeah. are really hurting with all this covid thing well, studios, movie theaters, they're all hurting. Yeah, because yeah. movie theaters made their money with concessions, not with ticket sales. Well, that's the yeah. killer. And that's the killer. Yeah, the the we, ticket sales went to the, comp, the movies and even, stuff like that. even with, you know, back when movie theaters first reopened and movies, theaters were showing like just older movies, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. you walk in, you'd be showing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As long as you can get popcorn and candy, they're going to make somewhat of a profit. Now, I don't think they're going to make much because, again, you're not making any money off of... I don't know how it works. Are they going to make the full ten dollar ticket off of that? I don't know. Or do they still have to actually send some money to the yeah, studio? Yeah, send money, royalties, I have no idea. and stuff. But again, the only other thing I could, like, I, I can't. Imagine, I just, I'm not understanding where Christopher Nolan's coming from. To me, it's like unless he has a deal where he gets like a gross percentage of the profits of the movie, which could, which is possible. He but has some deals. But yeah. then again, it's like, dude, that just doesn't look good. It, it doesn't it's, look good. You know. I'm sorry. You, you made a movie for like how much money and it, why'd you put it out? You yeah. knew it was not going to make anywhere close to the money you paid to make Did that movie. Did you see Tenet? No. No, I haven't seen just it yet. Either. No. Just no desire. It's, it's, a, it's a desire, but it was just meh. Yeah. So let's talk about, it. it's weird because we, Ronnie, you and I on the Multiverse Fancast have done many episodes. It's kind of our, our yearly tradition to do a Marvel vs. DC episode. Yes. We've, we've done two at this point, and I'm pretty sure it's been pretty neck and neck in certain yeah. regards. Um, when we do these episodes, we tend to do TV, um, film, cinematic universes, etc., especially because it's, get, it's getting so big, yes. right? You look at... Um, we're going to focus a little bit more on DC. We're going to try and keep the Marvel references to a minimum because at this point, they're totally different beasts. Yes. You have Marvel that's just getting into and really doing well with the TV stuff with Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You had DC that was always kind of killing it with the TV stuff but really kind of stumbling with their cinematic universe. And I, me personally, without getting too far ahead of us, I think Wonder Woman 1984 is a good example of the, the messiness of the DC universe yes. at this time. So, let's talk thoughts going into this movie. Sean, what were some expectations that you had for Wonder Woman 1984? Well, I, going back to Wonder Woman, the first movie, uh, was a, I would say, a pleasant surprise. Uh, Surprise is the wrong word. Uh, I was expecting the movie to be quality, and I think it over, I over expected it, and I got what I was expecting. Um, So... This one, I mean, how long is it? It feels like it's been a while that we knew this movie was coming out. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it dragged and dragged, obviously. When was it supposed to come out? Do we remember? When was That's it originally? That's a great question. Um, All I know is it was announced, I think, in 2017, I it think is when they not said too it. long after the, yeah. movie, the first movie came out. And I out. think it was supposed to come out, <clears throat> I want to say, I feel like it was like, it's been delayed a year. 
So, I want to say. It was originally supposed to be coming out this time last year, December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. So we're a full year ahead. Yeah, we're a full year. So it's been yeah. it's the movie has I guess kinda what's the word? Gain momentum. Yeah. Maybe that hurt it because it's been so long since we were supposed to see it. But I just feel like the character of Wonder Woman's all over the place. We were introduced we're to talk her. about that, yeah. We were yeah. introduced to her in Batman vs. Superman. Then we go back, you know, back in time in Wonder Woman. Then we're, you know, back in the present in Justice League, and now we're in 1984. <clears throat> so for me, going into this movie, I knew what, you know, again, it, it's it's a we're not present day. We're, you know, yeah. we're past, but we're still, you know, fairly present. I, I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Captain America: Winter Soldier. I could tell you that, <laughs> but I was expecting in you know a little below that. Yeah. I was hoping that, you know, quality director, she's very good, Patty Jenkins, Gal Gadot is Gal Gadot, Chris Pine was coming back. I was expecting to be at least quality, not as good as the first one, but a little below. Yeah. Now, I I would agree, Um, especially, again, like you said, after watching the first one, like I was saying to you guys earlier, to me, one of the best DC movies in a while was the first Wonder Woman movie. This was nowhere near that. Because um, I think what happened was, I think Wonder Woman kind of exceeded expectations. So then you rose your expectations for this, thinking it's got to be similar to that in all aspects. And it fell short of it. So I think I think that has to do with this. You're, you get a little disappointed because you're, kind of putting it up with what the first one was mm-hmm. and it doesn't reach that. So the original Wonder Woman was a turning point for DC at the time because it was coming off of Man of Steel which uh, we were talking uh, behind the curtain a little bit. We were talking about it beforehand. It's kind of where the DC universe started and where it's going and we we kind of all agreed that Man of Steel is, was a great, a great start, a great solo film and it's a shame that we never got that Man of Steel 2. Yeah. Um, and then you have, then you have Batman <laughs> vs Superman. Now, I defend Batman vs Superman, but I also I also understand the flaws. why people didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and and I, I will not. I will be the first person to say that while I understood the Martha scene, it was so cringy. Yeah. Um, watching it to the point where they made fun of it in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> but um, then you had Suicide Squad. And they they were starting to build their universe. Like yeah. the the things that happened in the previous movies had a direct impact on where the movie was. The Suicide Squad was created as a result of Superman dying. Yes, Superman dying was a result of the Battle of Metropolis and Batman and Lex Luthor. Yep. So you had this this build, right? It started. It started. Then Wonder Woman nineteen or Wonder Woman the original. They literally said this is going to take place during World War One. It's still connected. It's still part of the story. And we did see the picture of Steve Trevor and, yep. all, and the, it, the rest of her little team. Don't mean to interrupt you. It was their Captain America. Yes. Yes. It was their... This was this was DC's Captain America. Yes. Like, their storyline with that. And Gal Gadot killed it in, in Batman vs. Superman. For, yeah. Batman vs. Superman, she's, she's not in it too much, but the scenes that she's in, she steals. Oh, yeah. And... She's a different character, though. Like it's it's like Sean was saying before. Like Wonder Woman, the character has been all over the place in this universe. Yeah, and that's not a result of Gal Gadot because she's fantastic. Oh, no, yeah. she's she's excellent. But it's it's a result of the studio interference. Yes, and that's why this because Zack Snyder's still a producer 
yeah. on this film. Like we we just literally just left the theater yeah. and the very beginning opening scene, uh, Zack Snyder and his I think Deborah Snyder yeah. are both executive producers. They're still involved. Um, Zack Snyder even cameos in the in Wonder Woman. He's like an unnamed yeah. soldier in the background or some I stupid thing. Yeah, yeah. So going into this movie, I expected. It's funny because going into Wonder Woman, I didn't expect much. Yeah. Going into this movie, I expected more because I enjoyed Wonder Woman. Yes. But I think the the problem with this film is more of the DC Universe's state. Yeah. As as a universe, especially because we are spoiled by Marvel. Marvel yeah. Marvel figured out the cinematic universe and they, they cracked the code and say what you will about how sometimes their movies repeat themselves and they're the you know. Ant-Man is tiny Iron Man. Yeah. Like, you know, Doctor Strange is magic Iron Man. You know what? Don't fix what's not yeah, broke. But it, yeah, again, it's that's the character. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not, that's just the characters yeah. that were created. So, we're going to get into the actual plot, the story of Wonder Woman 1984. This is your official spoiler warning. If you haven't seen it yet, um, pause us, come back to us at a later time, watch the movie. It's free on yeah. HBO Max. Only if you're paying for HBO Max. Well, ah, you get someone else's account. HBO Max is actually completely worth it. Uh, my wife and I are going through Titans because she's mm-hmm. never seen it. Uh, you got DC Universe shows on there. You got Friends. Friends is on there. You the got West great Wing m- just got added on. Movies, TV. You know, it, it's a it's a great time that we're living in. Say bye bye to cable. Oh, I am so cutting cable. <laughs> oh, I, I just there's something about cable. I just like having that, <laughs> like just on in the background type yeah. thing. You know, I feel like if I'm going to stream something, I'm watching with a purpose. <laughs> But um, so th- again, this is your official spoiler warning. We're gonna jump into the warning. plot. Yeah, thank you, Sean. <laughs> oh God, that's like first season multiverse fan cast right yeah, there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You like that throwback? Oh my God, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, my my volume's really high on my on my headphones. This, this is what like 2015 now. right there. Was like <laughs> yeah, a flashback? something like that. Yeah, but um. Back so when you guys didn't have an actual home base, it was yeah. like, you know, where, where we, we were today. mobile. <laughs> yeah. We had the snowball microphone. Yeah. Where is that thing? Somewhere. It's probably, probably be useful old, right now. Yeah, right? Room. yeah, right. <laughs> so here's, I don't want to start the movie off with a negative, Aww. but I'm going to, and it's, it's a weird negative. The <clears throat> opening scene on Themyscira was completely pointless to the plot. And didn't and could have been cut out completely. Oh yeah, it could have literally started with her montage of saving people. Yes, I mean it was, it was a nice cool. Ameri- it was a nice American Ninja Warrior feel to it. But yeah, it was, uh, so like it was, it was cool, just like, but it wasn't. It there, was like, there are a lot of theories. Apparently, Patty Jenkins fought for it. She wanted it in the in the the movie. I have no problem with seeing Paradise Island or Themyscira, whatever. Like you know the joke yeah. of it. But um, I know that they're also setting up a spinoff for uh, the Amazons of Themyscira. It's going to be a show, I mm-hmm. think. Or a film. It's a spinoff film. Um, Patty Jenkins is apparently involved with it. But also, I'm sure that Robin Wright and... Uh, Connie Nielsen. Connie Nielsen were <laughs> under contract to come back for this film. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see them again in, ju- in the Snyder Cut Justice League. Mm. They'll well, be Robin in Wright is and, dead. Oh, yeah. She won't be in that. I lied. <laughs> but I'm sure God. that you know she was signed on for a sequel, so we knew that in some capacity. But I would have preferred flashbacks maybe throughout the film that yeah. kind of exemplify the point. But before we get too much into the plots, let's talk about the cast because we usually we do cast and we do plot because yeah. we have some we have a couple of returning and a couple of of new yeah. faces. Newbies. So which one of the newbies was fantastic? 
I'm curious which one you think is. I don't want to know. But let's let's let's. <laughs> well, hit. you'll find out. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> let's. Uh, we'll start with the the most obvious. I need cast- to know, Ron. <laughs> no, right? Sean's just going crazy over there. Let's start with the most obvious casting change in this movie. This movie takes place almost 70 years later. Yes. So all most of, if not all, of the characters from Wonder Woman are gone. Yes. We do see in the beginning there is a, a pan around Wonder Woman's apartment. You see pictures of her at, at the wedding of uh, Charlie, the one who had trouble yeah. shooting. You see uh, she does participate in World War II with uh, freeing uh, Holocaust victims. Because yeah. that was always a question. It was, what, what was Wonder Woman doing? Yeah. Because in Batman vs. Superman... It makes it sound like she hasn't done anything since... Yeah, and they kind of address it in this one where she's more of a behind-the-scenes type hero, mm-hmm. yeah. which I'm fine with. You know, no one knows the her. The whole scene where she's cutting, you know, she's knocking the cameras out, yeah. yeah, which helps with that scene in Batman vs Superman where you know Bruce Wayne's just like, I know who you are, like trying yeah. to find like that, you know, the the pictures of her, yeah. Um, but it, that kind of threw me. I was like, wait, the way they made it sound in Batman vs Superman is like she hasn't really used her powers yeah. since you know, yeah, Steve so, Trevor died because she's in the shadows. She's in the shadows. In the shadows. But um, I had no problem with that per se. But we do see uh, there's a great picture of Etta Candy, who I I didn't realize who she was at first, but then I was like, oh, it's Steve Trevor's secretary. Yeah, she, yeah. That's what I thought too. I didn't recognize if it was the same actress that was yeah. in like a old in makeup, prosthetics, yeah, or yeah. it was just a random old lady that they got yeah. that looked somewhat like her. I mean, I would have been <clears> I would have been completely okay if they got one one or two of the actors from the first movie, and you know, like they're old now, or like I I could see Diana going out with them once a month. Yeah. You know, to say would any of them even realistically possibly still be able to be alive? I don't think so. No, they were, it was World War One, so seventy, 70 if years they were, later. If they were twenty, they'd be ninety. So. Eh, true, true. Yeah, but um, so you you get that kind of that's the thing about time jumps and characters that are immortal. Mm-hmm. The cast can change every movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, at least until we finally catch up to the modern time. Because we are getting a sequel, it's already been greenlit. Yeah, because that's God the way bless. it goes. I'm, I'm, hey. I, I'll see it. I, oh, oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be there. I'll see it. I'll be there. So let's talk about Gal Gadot returning as Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman. She's working at the Smithsonian. She's because she's this is what she does. Like yeah. she, she's doing heroic stuff off the side. What did you think of her look, her style? Like because Wonder Woman has a very unique fighting style to her. I love yeah. her fighting style. The very acrobatic, very using the lasso, using now she's using the 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 tiara. Yeah. Very like they're kind of leaning a little bit more. DC is really starting to lean more into the nostalgia aspect yes. of their their properties. Um even in the Weed and Justice League, you get like the Danny Elfman Batman, yeah. you know, you get the John William which is a little eye-rolling now, but <laughs> yeah, Sean actually hurt himself just now, I think. <laughs> rolling his eyes but thoughts on Diana right now 1984 Diana Prince Ronnie you want to go first um I mean in comparison to our World War One Diana I feel like she's a lot more tame I feel like the World War One was more like I'm going to kick your butt and this one's like I want to take it easy and not really hurt you kind of so I would also say that I do enjoy seeing her. She actively tries to help people. Yes. Um, like during the scene where her and uh, Kristen Wiig are fighting in the White House, and Kristen Wiig's like throwing guys around. She's like trying to catch them. She's like, yeah. you know, putting like she throws a chair. Because <laughs> um, a big criticism of the DC universe was how many people died. Yeah. A lot of people died. So many casualties. But realistic, though. 
Yes. Unfor- unfortunately, like I hate to say it, but like you, you put Superman against another Superman, it's gonna be a lot of collateral oh, damage, yeah. especially it's his first week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying my best, guys. At least I didn't put on my red I don't underwear. Know how to use this yet? I gave Godzilla a standing ovation. Yeah, that's not how it should have ended. <laughs> but uh, Sean, what do you think about Diana at this during this movie, the start of her, where she's at? She's obviously more comfortable in her surroundings. You know, obviously she's been around now for 70 years in this world. She's seen the world adapt you know, in front of her eyes. Obviously, in the first movie, it was like a fish-out-of-water story. You know, she had no idea what any of this stuff was. So seeing her in this movie, she's obviously much more sure of herself. She knows how to use all her abilities. And, I mean, it's... uh, Other than that, I mean, that's basically what I saw, the difference, you know. She's just much more comfortable with everything uh, in this movie. And I like the little flip with Steve. Where Steve's the fish out of water. Steve's yeah, yeah. basically water. reversing the role. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of cool. I also liked how her costume was brighter. Yeah. I understand by the time Batman vs. Superman rolls around, it, it's it's damaged, it's dented, especially if she's doing like all this off-to-the-side heroics. Yeah. Um, and also, Zack Snyder's style, his cinematic style is dark. very dark. The DC Universe started off very, very dark. But... um. Not just in tone, but also this was a very yeah. this was a very bright movie. This was yes. this leaned into the nineteen. There's a huge nineteen eighties nostalgia wave oh, going yes. on. That scene in the mall, I was like, "Am I watching Stranger Things?" <laughs> I thought so too. I was waiting. I was waiting for it too. I was like, "But um, that that's one of the benefits of of doing." See, the DC universe is also able to take their movies and and displace them. They're able to do movies that aren't in their universe, like Joker or the Batman that's coming up. But they're also still doing. This, this universe because they found that people love the characters. People yeah. love Wonder Woman. She's an inspiration. I thoroughly enjoy seeing her not only take center stage, but also Steve Trevor standing out of the way. Yeah. There is a great scene, though, when uh, they're doing the break dancing yeah. and Steve, <laughs> Steve pushes, pushes her, her out of the way. And yeah. puts her arm, like, because he's still, he's a good guy. And we're going to talk about Steve Trevor in a second. But having Wonder Woman, some of the best scenes, I love the, the freeway fight that they do in Egypt. That's really yeah. cool. You know, the music comes on, she's running. Yep. Um, some of the effects were a little... They were a little... Uh, they were little, the first one, yeah. though, too. I was a little underwhelmed with the effects on some of them. We're, we're yeah. going to talk about Cheetah, don't worry. <laughs> well, that was just... That was just... Ironically, the yeah. close-ups of Cheetah weren't that bad, especially in the theater. They weren't bad. No. It was the, the, the fight, far, fight. The fighting, fight actually. The faraway shot. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it lends credence to sometimes you need to do... Makeup and yes. you need to makeup, do. motion, even the motion capture was, like, was a little iffy. Yeah. So <clears throat> we have uh, Chris Pine's returning as Steve Trevor. Now the the big mystery was how does Steve Trevor come back? Because it, it wasn't it wasn't hidden that he was going to be in this movie. Yeah. No. I believe the second trailer did show that he comes back through yes. through the magic of the Dreamstone, but um, he's in a different body. And only she can see him as so, him. Yeah. Well, that that was a question that I had watching it. Because she does, she does say, "I only see you," and they do the cool pan around. But like you yeah. see, he sees himself as this new guy in the mirror and all that stuff. It was so a quantum leap it was like yeah, a, a little you bit know, like a, yeah. So Steve is wished back at the expense of Diana's strength because the the Dreamstone, which is the MacGuffin of the movie, the the plot point of the movie, yep. it gives you what you want, but at the expense of your greatest strength right. or your or your whatever you have that's of worth. Worth. Um, the Dreamstone is completely unbiased on that. It is. It takes what it wants. It, it thinks it deserves. Yes. Right. We find out later that that can be changed and it can, it can be manipulated. And we'll we'll talk about the villains in a second. But uh, Chris Pine, Steve Trevor, 
Steve Trevor is one of my favorite characters of the DC universe. I think I'm, I'm talking about the movies. I'm not really too yeah. familiar with him in the comics. I know in the comics, at first he was it was a similar thing, like he was a pilot, and then they changed it so that he was like a liaison to her when in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. But um, they have some of the best chemistry in the oh, DC yeah. universe. Like the two of them on screen together, it's it's so natural. It's just it flows, and they they play off each other's excitement. And in this movie, as Ronnie said, it's it's the opposite. You yes. know, Steve's like, I just had three pots of coffee and all the pop tarts. Yeah, <laughs> let's Even go do things. <laughs> the uh, the the montage of him trying on all the '80s clothes, I thought was funny. That, that was, was good. Wonderful. That was great. But he's also, like I said, he's he holds his own, and he, in, especially in this world of superpowered beings, you always laugh about like you know people make fun of Hawkeye the, and the Black normal Widow. person, yeah, quote but, unquote. You know he's he's in the background throwing punches, or he grabs the tray to protect her from the bullets. Like, yeah, he because he, he knows that she's losing her. He, he's she's losing her power. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it was good to see him get get a little more involved. You know the one thing that pissed me off though, there was no Uh-oh. cool firing shot with him. Yeah, in, in the first Wonder Woman, he has like two really cool firing shots. Like one is like when he's running down the beach and he just fires yeah. at the guy next to him. Then uh, the one with uh, when they're doing No Man's Land, where he pumps the pumps. shotgun by dropping yeah. it on the ground and then he shoots the explosive. But then the, the only gunshot he has is he was about to shoot. He's like, she said no guns. Yeah. That, that was kind of funny though. It, it was very funny. I just yeah. learned that. <laughs> but having him just come back and they, some of their scenes are just, they tug at your heartstrings. They're, they're yeah. fun. The, the two of them work really well together. It's a shame that they can't keep just bringing him back, though. Oh, no. This no. Is, he's done. He's, he's got to be done. He's got to be done. I mean that, and the, the the last scene between them. I mean that that just that it was just, oh that, that tugs at you. That I, mean, I didn't she cry, like, guys. There was somebody is, cutting onions. Okay, yeah, I mean, just right. when she turns away and you hear him in the background going like, "I will always was, be with you, no matter yes. where I am." Oh, I'm just God. like, yeah, I had a, and I you had don't a see him. I mean, you just you assume that obviously he turns back into the the other guy, the, the guy, and that guy's like, "Where where am I?" What uh, what I'm curious is does that guy's mind get like wiped out? Yeah, he because he, he, doesn't, he probably just remembers. Yeah, right? yeah, he's probably just remembered. The last thing he remembers is when right before Steve Trevor was put into his body. Yeah, but it's weird because everyone else that I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but everyone else that made a wish still remembers everything. Mm. I mean, I guess technically he didn't make a wish, so I guess yeah. that's yeah, why. Yeah. But I don't think they even mentioned his name at any point. I, I, I was, don't think I so was happy they brought him back. Because I, you know, he was a, he was a good character, and you were like, yeah. it, it made sense because you're like, well, we don't want to give up on this character after one movie. I mean, you know, yeah. But did he have to come back? I don't no. think it was a dire necessity, but I understand why they do it when it, with, with it helped with the point. plot. Yeah, with the plot point, it made sense. Any other plot point, there's I don't think any way you could have brought him no. back unless it was through a flashback. Oh yeah. So my, I think the only way they'll bring him back is some sort of like ghost or like just a cameo would be nice. Like there's a, no way like a of like a, a relative because I mean I would hate that they tried it they tried it though with uh, with Peggy Carter Peggy. And, well, that yeah. was, and and, and fans were grossed out like yeah it, they've done it in the comics plenty of times with you know Peggy and Sharon Carter yeah. But, uh, and I think they did it once with Steve Trevor's like son, but it, yeah, it just it's creepy. no, but yeah. you can't. I I wouldn't mind seeing him as like a ghost or like a vision oh, yeah. for so, her so at some point. Not not ghost. not a, like an actual character. Yeah, but um, or even a like a, a like, supporting role. They or even o- less. if they want to open up like the bigger mythology of the DC universe, make him a villain. Yeah, brought back by some by some unseen force. Lazarus. 
I mean, <laughs> there there are a million ways that they could bring him I mean, back. They could, but yeah, the the DC movies have really kind of held back on the DC lore, which is smart. You don't want to give it everything too much. If you'd done Lazarus Pits and you know the the presence and the Spectre and the One Above All and Lucifer, like yeah. to, in the first in Man of Steel, like <laughs> it, we'd be looking at a whole oh, different yeah. series. But um, should, they should keep that stuff separate. I think. Yeah. Then maybe, 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 maybe <laughs> make a bunch of TV shows or something. Yeah, right. But that'd um, be a smart thing to do. So those are really our only returning characters. Yeah. Let's talk about our new characters. We'll start with Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva slash Cheetah, who they never refer to as Cheetah in this entire movie. No. All right, Sean. What do you think about Cheetah? I know nothing of the character. Again, I am know nothing of the character. I just know that when they announced Kristen Wiig was going to be the villain for this movie, everybody was just like, oh, comedian as the villain? And I'm just like, she's a good actress. Yeah. So I, I, I was expecting her to be good. Yeah. Um, and for the most of the movie, she was fine. Yeah. I don't think she was given much to work with. I don't think, I don't think the script did her any favors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think her character was very well, you know, really drawn out. It was the whole... Oh, no one knows who she is, you know. Then she, you know, she was Electro. That yeah. thank you. Yes. I said the same thing. It was like watching Jamie Foxx and Electro, yes. but she, she or Michelle it. Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. She yeah. just pulled it off better than Jamie Foxx. I, I love Jamie Foxx. I'm a oh, big yeah. Jamie Foxx fan. I'm looking forward to seeing what he redoes with uh, Electro in the upcoming Spider-Man movie. But he was creepy. Yeah, he was he was too too yeah. much on that she, spectrum. Kristen Wiig reminded me more of Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like how Christopher Reeves played Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, you know what but this is gonna do for I her? Can. I just felt like she didn't. Yeah, she, she. I don't think it was her. I don't think she was just given much. But you know what? Her career not not that it was nothing. Yeah, but it's gonna go off because oh, I agree. you know what? You you thought of her and you were like, you're getting a comedian. To play this mm-hmm. villain, that's such a bad choice. But she did it well, yeah. and to see her more serious, dramatic side, which was not expected, and her yeah. action side, and, yeah, and her action. Yeah. Like I think she, her she, her career is going to go up a level from it, which is why I think I, I liked her better than Max Lord. That's fair. I, I, I thought she was good. Again, I just felt like she just wasn't given much to do. Yeah, you you understood her character plot, and you, you understood you understood her. We all know somebody like that, or we are somebody like that. Leave me alone, both of you. <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know my name. But anyway, um, Ronnie. No, no, host of Cinematic George. Adventures. <laughs> but um, so we all know somebody like Barbara. We you know she's. She's quiet, meek. She's a nerd. She's you know like very stereotypical 1980s. This is yes. this is a the only thing we're missing is a Stephen King bully who goes way too far. Yes, I'm gonna stab somebody. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, wedgies. But um, or a nice little fist pump, a little fist pump. <laughs> so you you see her progression and or a boombox or a boombox. <laughs> but um, the thing about it is, and and she says it in the movie. She's like, I wanted to be like you. I didn't realize it was going to have so many perks. Yeah. Because she wants to be like Diana, thinking Diana's a normal person. Turns out she's an Amazon demigod. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly she's like, I can do all these things. Yep. And then 
she doesn't want to give that up. Who who would yeah. like that? And that's the thing. And that's the thing that this movie toys with. You know, your mentality is if you could have anything. And these people didn't really lose anything per se. You know, a lot of these people, like I got my Porsche. You know, what did I lose? Well, you they, see, don't, they don't realize what they lost. Yeah, so they yeah. Don't also don't dwell into that. But you know, so because when we're, we're going to talk about Max Lord in a second, because I have a lot of thoughts on Max Lord. But <laughs> really. Yes, oh, really. really. My computer's upset with you too. <laughs> but um, you know, for for Barbara, you you understand, you get it, like you you can you can sympathize with her. Yeah, and that's what makes a compelling villain. But as Sean said, the script did not do her any favors and, because she wasn't the main. And villain. Was, yeah. isn't she isn't she in the lore like the main Wonder Woman villain? Like it, it, she is one of well, both of them are. Yeah, okay. Max Lord and and uh, Cheetah have both been some of Wonder Woman's better adversaries and or more prominent. Okay. Uh, Cheetah is a big part of the Wonder Woman mythology. I just, again, yeah. I just feel like she just was totally just, because we need a villain to fight. No, we, I, I get it, and that's yeah. the problem. Like, I get we've it. done we've done movies where there's no villain fights, and it's people hate Superman Returns. I love Superman. I'm a big Superman fan. I yeah. love Brandon Routh. I'm a big Brandon Routh fan. When he redonned the cape in Crisis, we were Woo! all about it. Yeah. Superman Returns is a bad movie. <laughs> like, it's a bad movie. And it has something to do with the fact that he doesn't throw a single punch in that entire movie. Yeah. And that just lends credence to the Superman problem where Superman is too powerful. powerful. Now, let's talk about the other villain of this movie, Max Lord. Now, we have seen Max Lord in several other properties. Yes. Cheetah's been in other things. She was in the Justice League animated show. She's been in a lot of Wonder Woman uh, media. Max Lord has been... He's a, he's a Lex Luthor type. Yeah. Um, Ronnie, why don't you go... Because you, you did the ugh, so... You know what? I just... I, I guess from seeing him in other iterations, I just didn't like it. His... His accent bothered me completely. It was all over the place. Yeah. Like, like his accent bothered me, and I felt like he was just... He, he, he was nothing. Like, he's supposed to be, like, a Lex Luthor type, but nothing like him. I thought he was, like, a little baby Lex Luthor. Easy to take care of, like, defeated easily. He had no real... Power. That's that's the thing is he wasn't really the villain to me. It was the stone was the villain. Sean, it's a very good take. I like that. Um, I agree. I just there was nothing there for me on him. I thought he was weak villain. I didn't. Both villains I thought were weak. Again, I just nothing really drew me into this movie in terms of the villains. Um, the actor Pedro Pascal. I don't know much about him. I've not seen him in. I have not. I have not watched the Mandalorian. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Edit. I have not seen it. So again, whatever. But you break my heart. Sean. He just didn't do anything for me. <laughs> so yeah. I like Pedro Pascal. I thought he was great he in, was good, in Kingsman. Was, I thought he was great in the Mandalorian. Who's he in Kingsman? In what the was, second second Kingsman. Oh, I never saw was, the second Kingsman. What is wrong? What is? Oh my god, we got to. Who was he in the second King? I I watched Whiskey. it. Whiskey. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? Okay. The mustache and the hat yes. really kind of throw you off. Yeah. Huh? He was not Channing Tatum. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, all right. So we've seen, like like Ronnie said, we've seen a lot of different versions. He was the, the primary, I don't want to say antagonist, but Thorne and Supergirl's side in the first season of Supergirl. Which I thought he was 
good in that. Yeah, and I, and I like Peter Fascinelli. Yes. You know, despite the Twilight stuff, like, <laughs> you, you, we got to start moving away from some of these Twilight movies, but yeah. um, we still make fun of Pattinson. I hope he I hope he kills it as Batman so we can all, you know. He just looks stop. good. Like right now, or is he here? Yeah. You don't see him over there? Oh, my in light's down. He's not sparkling. <laughs> I'm vengeance. I'm Batman. But, um, so, again, the problem with this movie is the last movie they had two villains. It was okay. Yeah. Like, you had Ares, who kind of comes out of the woodwork at the end. Yep. And you had uh, the general guy. I don't even remember his name. That's how not memorable he was. Yeah. But sometimes one villain is all you need. And But the thing is, Pedro Pascal, Max Lord, Wonder Woman killed in the comics. Like, he's not a physical threat. If you're going to have... He's not... He's actually not even really fighting Wonder Woman in this movie. No. No. She's just trying to stop him because he's... Again, there are parts that we can sympathize. When they do the flashback to him as a kid, like... Oh, I'm yeah. sitting there going, oh, oh. Like, I get it. Yeah. Even the, get even the it. scene where he starts his company for the first time. And you're just like, like, we're like, yeah. oh, uh, you, you just do your best, buddy. Like, yeah. we're, but then, we're with uh, you. Look at that rah, haircut. Rah, go team. Yeah, fix, fix those candies. They were yeah. out of sorts. <laughs> Like you and get he, it, and he gets and he gets some of it back when he when he rescues his son. Yes. I mean that, yeah. that you knew that was coming. When this kid looks into the TV screen and is like, "Dad, I wish you were still here," and I'm like, "Okay, he's gonna rescue his own kid." Well, yeah. that's, and like, that's the thing, though. Yeah. Like Max Lord in the comics isn't necessarily a villain, and we saw that in Supergirl season yes. one. He was not exactly a villain, just like, but not to the point where like you're Lex Luthor who thinks he's doing the right thing, yeah. but also super selfish. Like Max Lord, in most iterations, he's not necessarily a villain per se. He's, no, he's a complicated character. He thinks he's doing. He's he he thinks he's trying to do better for the universe, for the Earth, and not being selfish. Yeah, they they could have done it differently. Where all he had to do was have somebody wish that he could beat Wonder Woman. Yeah, and then we take the Cheetah stuff completely out and give yep. Cheetah her own movie. I would have loved to see a movie with with her and Barbara trying to figure out this mystery. Yeah, and then. Given the opportunity, Barbara seizes the power to be like Diana, quote unquote. You can make a movie out of that. Yeah. You can also make a movie out of Max Lord um, taking on that Lex yeah. Luthor role. It was almost two movies combined. And that's I the problem. Like. Yeah. Because I think what they could have easily done was they could have had Barbara say, hey, I want to be like Diana, figure out, oh my gosh, she's got these superpowers, and then just make her the main antagonist. And you defeat her, then. You know, the Max Lord stuff is on the side, and you save that for Wonder Woman 3 or it's, whatever. It's it also, didn't need both. It's also, I just feel like every. This goes back to the, the Tim Burton days of just, you know, how many villains is enough in a movie? Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go all the way back to Batman Returns when they had, you know, three villains. Yeah. And, you know, okay. Penguin, Catwoman, and Max Shrek. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's but. Right. Sometimes it works. Again, I, I I I think if the script was better, I think both villains would have been better. I just, I, yeah. just the story was to me was weak. The whole monkey's paw, I just was like, yeah, really, this is where this is it. Like I feel so, like this is the best you guys could come up with. Here, yeah. here's every every character has their niche, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and especially in the in the Marvel universe. I know we said we weren't going to make too many comparisons. No it, more Marvel. No, <laughs> it, it's the easiest way. Like. For Iron Man, you get other Iron Man types. You yeah. get Whiplash. You get Iron Monger. You get characters that kind of play off the same motif. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man has Venom, right? Yep. Some characters have things that they interact with 
on a normal basis. Wonder Woman deals with magic. She deals with these magical artifacts. You know, she even, like she says, the first thing she says to Batman and Superman is like, I've killed things from other worlds before. Yeah. It's a great, great line. Great line. And you get this, I don't have a problem with characters finding their niche. Have the flesh. Niche? I have a niche. (laughs) All my boy meets world friends. (laughs) But uh, I don't have a problem with like the flash dealing with the science-y technology stuff. And then you can integrate characters like Cyborg into his story. Yeah. I would love to see Wonder Woman and, and Shazam. That would be a great movie. Oh, yeah. Imagine Wonder Woman, hardened battle Amazon child of the gods, dealing with a child... That is a god. ...who has who <laughs> harnesses the god's power. She would see that completely as blasphemy. Yeah. That would be a great movie. Yeah. I would love to see that kind of movie. Maybe DC would do better if they did these smaller team-up movies. Because, unfortunately, like Justice League, at the time when we saw it, it was it was passable, but Justice League should not be passable. No. <laughs> Poor Sean. I'm just laughing at your pain. It's just funny. But, but like, and Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad. <laughs> I, well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying your team up movies. That's a team up movie that yeah, fell I, that's short. A team up movie of, of lesser characters. I feel like those sometimes work better. Yeah, but then you get a movie like Birds of Prey, which was good. It, it was, it was good. They, I, I it would have been good, good if yeah. they didn't call it Birds of Prey. Yes, if they just called it Harley Quinn and then set it up for Birds of Prey. All right, cool. All right, I'm yeah. down. I'm totally down. Because there were no Birds of Prey. And they had the very. Four, last 14 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sean hasn't seen it yet. Am, so, I, really, am I really missing much? I think if, if I DC think really wants to compete... I think you are missing. Mm-hmm. I, I think... I think. Well, depending on what happens in the future, I would say you're missing. If they announce some sort of project with any of those characters involved, mm-hmm. you're missing out. Well, you know, it's funny because like I was saying, DC, they're starting to find different characters with different kind of genres. Shazam had elements of a horror movie in it, and so yeah. did Aquaman. Like there, there were two scenes: uh, Shazam with the boardroom when the yes. sins start eating people. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a kids' movie. And then Aquaman with the the scene from the trench. Yes, and those are some of the scenes that people talk about. Like they want to see different things, but at the same time, if Marvel tried to do that, we'd be like, hey, hey, hey. no, no, it's supposed to be I cheery. Think, I think and by bright. now, though, fourteen quips. I think by now, though, if Marvel wanted to do that, they, I think, and I think that they, they are, have, they have the, uh, they have the, the, they have the leeway, the leeway. You know, we're gonna start uh, seeing it with well, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, WandaVision, Deadpool. Deadpool when it when they finally you know get in on that. Yeah, but um, I still can't wait to see how they pull off X Men. I'm more excited for Fantastic Four, strangely enough. Not fair. Yeah, I want to see fair. John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. That's the big yes. I don't. John Krasinski met with them. He was on, he was in the forerunning for Captain America. Well, that yeah. was ten years ago. So was Jensen Ackles. Yes, but he gave it. He actually see, was if John Krasinski does it. He should direct it. I'd be okay, uh, but I'd also be okay with him starring in it. Well, I'm okay with that. Why not both at the same time? No, no, exactly. I, I'm just yeah. what I'm saying. I, he did such a great job with Jensen, Quiet Place. Jensen yeah. Ackles and Jared Padalecki. God. <laughs> Which one's Human Torch? I was going to say Reed oh, and Jensen Sue. Ackles is Human uh, Torch. I can see Jensen Ackles as the Human Torch. Yeah. Really Jared Padalecki, I don't... I I wanted Jensen Ackles to be Batman in the Arrowverse. Yeah. If you're going to make Jared Padalecki any of the characters, he's he's Mr. Fantastic. Like, I, see I can him see that. Mr. Yeah. Fantastic. Just his mentality works more that way, and then Jensen Ackles to me is more Human Torch. You would have to cut his hair. Not necessarily. Hmm. I think he would. He did for Walker. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot shorter. If Fantastic Four yeah. is going to be intriguing... How yeah. they pull that off, but I really, um, I'm waiting on X Men just to see how they're gonna do that. 
Yeah. And obviously, who's going to be the new Wolverine is going to be the biggest. It's going to be Hugh Jackman again. Nope. Spoilers. It's me. I I need this. (laughs) I don't know. With that haircut. It might be you with that beard. Oh, God. I got to shave it tomorrow. I'm so sad. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back on track. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk talk about this. So, we did have some new abilities of Wonder Woman present in this movie. So. So awesome. Very cool. Um, Yes. So let's talk about the lasso of truth first, because it it was a huge delight in the first movie. Yes, um, you see it very briefly in Batman vs Superman. She she catches Doomsday with it, and that's about it. Yeah, um, the aesthetic is perfect. Yes, the, how it glows. They even do that in Titans with Wonder Girl. She her lasso does a very similar type thing. Um, we did see, so when we were watching it, I was like, since when can it do things like some of these things? And I was like, oh wait. She, they did do the vision thing in the first movie yes. when uh, Ares is like, "No, check out how perfect I'd make the world." Yeah, and, he, and she's like, "No, you fibber, <laughs> you lie." But it's it's now become a big part of her arsenal. Yes, Sean, what is your favorite Wonder Woman weapon? I don't know. You got to come back to me. On I'm gonna have to come back to you, Ronnie. Favorite Wonder Woman weapon? It, it might have to be the lasso. The lasso. Because it could, it can do anything essentially. It, it's weird depending on who's directing the movie. Because okay. It's either Patty Jenkins or Zack Schneider. So yeah, when Patty Jenkins does it, the lasso's used fairly often. Yeah. When Snyder does it, he barely uses it. Which is crazy because I feel like that's her best weapon. I like the bracelets. They're yeah. they're iconic. Oh, they're uh, Wonder Woman iconic. You she know, didn't use them. She used it three times in this movie. I want to say she uses them a fair amount, but it's funny because. She uses them at the beginning, doesn't she? The she uses them in the, in the mall scene. Yeah, yeah. She, she uses them in the mall. She uses them like in the White House. Just yeah. a couple times, though. Mm. Not, not as much. Well, again, I did like, like you that said, opening scene, the mall scene. I thought that was a yeah. Good, yeah, that was a good. Fun. That was a good opener. She gives the little kid the wink and yeah. all yeah. that. Like that was fun. But she can be hurt by bullets. We saw that in the first Wonder Woman. She does get shot on the beach, and they have to like they bandage it up, and then they're like, "Oh wow, this is healed already." Yeah, like it's a. It's she's not bulletproof. She's not Superman. No. They they said when Wonder Woman was first. Like shown in Batman vs Superman, that she's a combination of Batman and Superman. She's she's the tactics and the the fighting ability of Batman, but you know she's on a strength level similar to Superman, which we do see in Justice League. Yes, in one of the few great scenes of Justice League. Yeah, you know that when they all go to fight Superman, like when he gives Flash the look, it still gets me. Yes, and Perry's like, oh no, oh man, uh, we don't messed up. But um, I I like that they use the tiara in this. Uh, the lasso's used in a lot of cool ways, and it splits apparently. Yeah. In the mall, she throws it and it lasso, it oh, splits right. and lassos yeah. two guys. But um, what did you think? All right, well, who who wants to go first on the invisible jets? They took a very, I think silly is the wrong, but I mean, I'm sorry. You know, you think of the 70s TV show with the invisible jet and it's just very like old, you know, cruddy looking. I think they did it well. And I think it was actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie with them uh, taking off and going through the fireworks and all that. thought that was really good. But um, I thought they did a good job with it. It wasn't... They, they did it well enough that it wasn't like, okay, that's... It made just, sense. Yeah. It made sense for the plot, but it wasn't like, oh, that was stupid. Yeah. You know, it, it, they did it well. I thought they did a good job. Just, yeah. I don't know how they refueled it. Uh, but anyway. I mean, technically it wasn't the invisible jet. She called. They call it the Invisible Jet, but it's not her evis, Invisible Jet. Says who? She doesn't use it any time after that. They fly back from Cairo. <laughs> but any, anyway, she doesn't know I, how to fly in this. Yeah, I, I think that was 
that was really cool seeing that. It was a nice little surprise because um, that's I forgot all about that honestly yeah. too. Like the, when they get in the plane and she's like, "Oh, I, I kind of there's this way to make it invisible," and I'm like, "Oh shit, they're gonna do that." And I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, she's talking about how her father Zeus, Zeus. was able to uh, hide something. I forget what it was. Yeah, but um." Yeah, so it, it was cool. It was a fun, and it was like a tense scene, but you knew how it was going to go, and you yeah. were still excited. Yeah. And, of course, you get the fireworks shot. homage right there. The fireworks yeah. were really cool, going through the fireworks. But you know then, what I did notice? Mm-hmm. Was on some of the shots from in the cockpit, you he can just, see... He just wanted to say cockpit. You're right. No. You can see the invisibility, but then when they shot from the outside in, you could see some of the plane. Yes. It wasn't was, like... It wasn't... It wasn't fully invisible. It wasn't yeah. fully invisible. They do the whole thing where you can still technically see the outline of it. Um, but I like the scene where you're seeing them in the cockpit and the lights from yes. all the fireworks. Or, you really know. cool. Yeah. Was, this movie has really a lot scene. of really good visuals. It did. Yes. The opening scene visually I thought was was very well done. Yes. You know, Again, as we said, it's a pointless scene. But, but it was, it's just oh, it's very cool. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And it shows a little bit about their, their culture. And yeah. Yep. I like the music, the Amazon music. Yes. It was really and doing it, it for and, me. And it give you a reason to go back there. I mean, there was no other reason in the plot for them to, to go back there, yeah. obviously. Because, again, you, you know that she's never gone back. She yeah. can't go back. She can't yeah. go back. So Now, let's talk about the other new power demonstrated by Wonder Woman that's been a, a point of controversy for the fans. But um, also, it talking about beautiful visuals, this pissed me off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So it looked in, better when she did than Superman? Get, get out of here with that. <laughs> Get out of here with that. I think it looked better with Robin Williams and Hook. Get all of you get Okay, that one's fair. But um no. So in one of the first trailers, we see her lasso the lightning and swing on it. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest visual effects. Yes. And it, it, not only in a DC property, but also in, in any Anything. superhero property. Yes. There was no point to doing it in this. Yeah. I thought I would have loved it if that's what like she used that to, to, to start to take off. Yeah. yeah. So when when they had the line, the the dialogue exchange in the cockpit, and you know she's like talking about flying, and like uh, that's his gift, and and he's like explaining how he does it. I'm like, no, you're in a plane. Yeah, that's just how you do it. <laughs> I knew that they were going to they were going to do it. Yes. Um, whether her on her own or her with the armor, which was cool. The the wings, yes. they they were very cool when she dons the golden armor. But um, when she flies for the first time. It, it almost she struggles. She uses the lasso yeah. to kind of to pull her, which was a really cool shot where she spins it yes. and then she pulls. You know, she catches the plane and you hear him. You know, his voice. Yeah, beautiful flying effects. Yes, really good. Now the controversy that's been brought up is that she has not used that ability since. So in Batman vs Superman, in Justice League, you don't see her fly once. She even gets on a plane in Batman vs Superman. <laughs> now I will argue that she's trying to be inconspicuous at that point. Just, just flying around is going to get you're going to get caught on a video camera yeah. nowadays. And she's kind of taking a step back from super heroics. Any, I'm also, I'm 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 it's like really you're going to you're going to be upset about what happened in a movie that was made what, 3 years ago? I'll also argue that she, yeah. when Doomsday fires the heat vision and she drops down that she flew over there. I'll argue that. Yeah. I mean if you think about it, she is being inconspicuous because, again, they say, what has she been doing? You don't see her. Everyone's like, this This woman came. They didn't say Wonder Woman in this movie. 
You know, so they don't know who she is. They so haven't you, said it once. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's though. another problem with the DC universe. Like, they, yeah. they, they make a joke about it in uh, the Crisis. Yeah. The Flash. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So, like, I mean, she's not one to be out there. They, they established that. No one really knows who she is, except for at the time when we first get introduced to her, Batman's the only one that's ever heard of her, you know, because of it, him being Batman. So And Lex Luthor. Yeah. So I, I think that's the thing is like she doesn't want to use her flying ability because obviously you see a person flying you're gonna be like who's that person like with well, Superman why is she He's, wearing a why is she wearing a bathing suit well, yeah so we'll get that scene you know between her and Ben Affleck she's outside the plane flying and he's inside the plane how, you know how do you have yeah. a conversation also I uh, maybe her flight's limited like maybe she she can only go short distances yeah. um she uses it very it might be tiring for her yeah. again the all things that they can talk about I'm, I'm I want to know what's going on with the armor. Because if they introduced it in '84, we don't see it in any I'm other okay with them. future movies. Well, she or might not have realized how much of her powers have come back at that point. Because when she starts running after Steve goes, she heals. Yeah, like she completely you starts healing once she sends the wish. Yeah, yeah. so it's maybe like, maybe it was more just a caution for her, yeah. or maybe it was just for her own psychological well-being. You know, yeah. Like, but what I'm saying is, you don't see it in Batman vs Superman, Justice League, and they all take place after. I'd like to just see her with. Uh, Again, the movies weren't. It wasn't written yet. Well, no, I'm not knocking you. I'm knocking the people that complain about this stuff. I'm like, do you not really like this stuff isn't all written like, yeah. at once and they're like splitting it up and it's like they don't know what they were going to do for Wonder Woman yet. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't go back and be like, well, they didn't do it in that, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, fun fact. The uh, so when we were watching it, they were very clear, unclear with who the the Dreamstone like drew its powers from. They kind of mentioned it, but. As much as I love Gal Gadot, sometimes I have trouble understanding her. Yeah. So when she first picks up the bracelet after the Dreamstone's like been destroyed, she drops it immediately. She's like, "Oh, this is the old, this is the old gods. This is like yeah. these are like the big guys." Um, apparently, it's a character named Dolos, and he is a character in the comics called the Duke of Deception. So I w- huh. I thought they were going to use an actual like god, like a deity, but it's, yeah. it is it is a. She a does DC. mention that it's the god of. How would she say god of? Lies, God of maybe she said God of Deception. Yeah, she said a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, also going by the names of Dolos, Medeus, and the Duke of Deception. Yeah. So yeah. that's he gave power to the Dreamstone. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Any additional thoughts on the actual movie itself? Um. Anything you want to nitpick about or or compliments? Or, mm. You know. I'll compliment Gal Gadot. I think she is done a very good job with the character um especially given what she's kind of gotten with yeah, it yeah I, I, listen again I, i'm i don't i didn't look i don't know who wrote the movie compared to who wrote the first one if it's the same screenwriter i, I i'd like to know what happened i just it was a it was a letdown uh, i'm just going to say it as it is for me at least it was a letdown from the first one mm. and it just continues the whole trend that dc just can't get a they can't get, can't like get a, it right. They can't get a, not get it right. They just can't get into a groove. Yeah. Marvel got into a groove right away and, and never got out of it. No. DC. Uh, there are some Marvel movies. Okay, never, but it's not like they went three in a row that didn't succeed. That's fair. Okay? Yeah. It's like if you have a good one, you have a a dud, which a dud for Marvel was still what like Iron a Man two billion dollar movie. Yeah. And then you know you get back to it, but it just. <laughs> Listen, you know, let's hope Wonder Woman three is fantastic. I mean, maybe maybe the third one Wonderful. will be like 
maybe it'll be the 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 Captain America Winter Soldier that we're waiting for from the DC universe. Yeah. Ronnie? Um I'd have to kind of agree. It was a little bit of a letdown. Um, like we like we all said in the beginning, you know, when you see the first one, you're expecting something similar to that, and this fell well short of that. Um, but again, Gal Gadot was great. Um, I, I did enjoy Kristen Wiig, um, but I mean, o- overall, there so there. I think there's an even amount of good and bad in this. Um, definitely middle of the road. Um, but it's, it, And again, it's so unfortunate after what the first one did and was like, you just wished it would have been something like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm a mixed bag because I'm a DC guy. I love my DC characters. Um, I find Marvel to be relatable, but DC, those are the, the heroes of legends, the, yes. the gods, that they're not supposed to be relatable. Wonder Woman 1984 had a lot of great things about it. As a story, it did fall flat. Yes. But her and Steve Trevor back together again was fantastic. Um, I I can understand the villains, but I wanted more, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I I like that they're both alive at the end of the movie, which is which is strange for a superhero movie. Unfortunately, yes. they don't tend to want to bring villains back until you get to Spider Man. Three. 17 and a half. Yeah, Spider-Man, whatever, far from... <laughs> we're going home. <laughs> Spider-Man homesick. But, so uh, it's going to be the third Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. But um, you also got, you know, Linda Carter makes her appearance. You know, DC's also... What did you think of that? I thought, I, it depends on what they do with it. If it if it's just for funsies... That's I where I was If like, it was just for yeah. fun, I would have rather seen her them interact. If it was just going to be a one-off thing... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just them, even just walking by each other and just like a knowing like wink, wink. Yeah. But I, I feel I would not be surprised if Linda Carter does not come back I, for a sequel. Doesn't come back if she does. Or okay. like I would yeah. not be surprised if she does come back and she's I'd up say up she plot does come point. Back, I'd be a little more upset. I, I think she will because they they when she talks about it because she was the one that was in the armor yeah. when she's talking about it and she held back and, the tides of men. Yeah, and she talks about how all that was left was this armor, so she doesn't know that. She's still alive, so I think it'd be around, yeah. great to and it could have answer the question interact. about the armor. Where yeah. it went. I'll be honest, I would have been happier if you saw Linda Carter back in the Amazon than yeah, seeing yeah. her in the present day. I mean, the, the me, easiest casting choice would have been having her play Hippolyta, the queen. Yeah, well, no, no, that. I'm, what I'm but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you no, know, agree, nowadays they would have. It was yeah. more to me. I would have liked to have seen a bigger name be that character, but if you were gonna. And if you're going to show her in the present day and possibly bring her back in future movie, to me, if if you're not, then I would just just show should have just shown her in the, the flashback scene, and then it would have been like, oh, that's Linda Carter, that's funny, yeah. okay, great, yeah. But but uh, I I feel like this movie also they they want to stay so far away from the rest of the DC universe. A great scene, like a fantastic scene that would have really changed the movie completely would have been if they show the scene where everybody's renouncing their wishes Bruce Wayne unwished his parents being alive again can you imagine if that had been part of that montage but what? Clark, Clark Kent wishing to be human mm. like nah, they, there was then a you gotta l- deal with the whole butterfly effect well no what I'm saying is they, they all renounced their wish yeah 
and they so, they do it smart how they renounce the wish because they never actually showed Diana. Actually showed a, yeah. If you showed a, a, a teenager Clark Kent, well, no, it's nineteen eighty four. They're young. That's what I said. Teenager. Yeah, like they're they're showing a teenager. You know, I don't know. In this in this realm, yeah, okay, fine. He would have been probably like a little kid. You know, maybe like eight nine years old. Yeah. If you showed a scene of him, you know, in Kansas, you know, wishing, you know, I wish to be human. And then you know, you know, showing that that would have been that would have been interesting. There was no tie-ins at all. The closest tie-in we got uh, was the Stone and Simon Simon Stack. They're all yeah. DC yeah. Uh, property things, but um, yeah, it was it, it's it's. And then of course they play a variation of the song "Beautiful Lie" from Batman vs Superman. Yeah, in the movie, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um. Any hopes? Anything you want to see in the sequel? I personally like one thing I want to see in a sequel is let's get to modern times. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's got to be. You got to be. It's got to be post Justice League. It's got to be post Justice League, and there has to be more connection. I I would love to see her, even like a Zoom call with Bruce well, Wayne. Yeah. So, but then think, who's going to be Bruce Wayne? And that's the thing. They're, I think they're I they're think also waiting for the Snyder cut. Well, yeah. that's that's and I'm and I I think that's why there's no tie-ins in this movie because yeah. they don't know where the frick this DC's going. Yeah. So my theory is very <laughs> simple: that if the Snyder cut kills it. That's going to be canon. They're going to release it into theaters. This is the official Justice League. This is the official. If it if it tanks, it tanks. It's going to do well. It's going yeah. to do well, obviously, because everybody's just clamoring to see it. And we're also hungry for things. We want new things, especially yes. like Justice League was a mess. Like we enjoyed it enough when we saw it, but yeah. again, Justice League is not a movie you should just. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You should be blown away. I got by the it. ultimate question for Paul here. Oh, uh oh, my gosh! Justice League or Batman and Robin? Justice League. Really? Absolutely. Thousand percent. Ten thousand percent. Not even just for fun. You, you did not specify any <laughs> circumstances for this. Are we drinking every time there's a pun? Because if so, we're gonna watch Batman and Robin. Because I'm gonna get a little messed up. I like puns. Yeah, there's, there really is no puns in. Justice League it doesn't have to be puns. Puns <laughs> make a movie good sometimes. You know? They do, but if it makes if a you, really cool movie. It depends on the circumstances. Oh god, I hate <laughs> you so much. I really want to punch you right in the face, but um, I can only take one hand off the microphone. But um, careful, it might be frozen. You're, du- you're double fisting it. What are god, you doing? I, oh, I gotta hate you both. We know it's at the end of the episode. Careful, your nipples are showing. What? <laughs> People are gonna think I'm sitting. I'm wearing my Superman sweatshirt. <laughs> but um, if if you if it was like, hey, we're going to come over and watch a movie and have some drinks, and you were like, Batman or Robin? Okay, I guess. But like, I can watch Justice League. If Justice League's on, I'll put it on. I'll yes. watch it. I'll enjoy it. I, I actually turned it on, I think, last week, and I'm just watching, and I'm like, God, this movie's bad. And I'm and I'm just I'm Again, looking. another yeah, movie yes. where it has a couple of really good scenes. Yeah, but you know, and I liked it yeah. when I first saw it. I liked it. Like I was literally like going like, "Wow, I actually like this movie." And then the more I, I think watch we were it, just more shocked that it was a good The more I watch it, yeah. the more I'm like, "Wow, this movie is really bad." You, you know There's what the thing three is with good it? scenes. It's it's a bad, maybe not a bad movie, but it is enjoyable. It's enjoyable. But yes. to me, I, I, I consider Batman and Robin enjoyable. Yes. But I... But, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me defend myself here. Batman and Robin knew what it was when they were making it. Yeah. I don't think Justice League knew what they were no. doing when they were making it. Disagree. Oh. Ronnie has to leave four minutes ago, but disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To be continued. No, I'm going to I'm gonna say this, and I want to hear your thoughts really quick. Batman... And Robin was a direct relation to the the feedback for Batman Returns, correct? 
It was a feedback to Batman Returns, Batman Forever. They yes. got progressively campier. Yes, they wanted to do more toys and wanted to be more, yeah. you know, more kid friendly. Watching Batman Forever, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin is actually a natural progression. No, I agree. So there are parts of Batman and Robin that are in Batman Forever. They knew what they were signing up for. Yes, I think <laughs> I agree. That's what I just said. They knew what they were doing. They I thought, knew. I thought he said that he didn't. They didn't know what they were doing. No, Batman no. and Robin. Justice they knew what they League. were oh, for doing. Justice, Justice League, League. They didn't know what they were getting. Justice into. League. So it's funny because both movies. This is actually. But my, my we also process. let's wait for this. <laughs> let's wait for the Schneider cut because you can't. You can't say. I, I now that I think about it, you can't say that until I see what Zack Snyder's original goal, goal was. Yes. yes, you're right. And I agree. I'll, I'll take. I want and also I want to see what his Wonder Woman was like. I just want to see what Josh Whedon did to this thing. Like, how bad did he really mangle it? There, there are a lot of th- like that nobody stood up and been like, "This guy's ruining this movie." Ray Fisher did, and he's gotten like crap like, for it. it. They finally did their full well, investigation. Gal Gadot yeah. backed him up. I haven't, I haven't heard of Affleck or Cavill. They all did. And once Ray Fisher blew the whistle, they all jumped to his defense. Same with when they were like, "Hey, release the Snyder cut." Every one of those actors. Yeah. Hollywood's tough. Like we make it seem like, you know, look at look at Harvey Weinstein. You know, I hate to bring up something so serious, but like he got away with things for years yeah. and years. There are, people are afraid in Hollywood to to speak up because suddenly they're blacklisted. They're not doing Ray Fisher hasn't done anything since. Well, I think he's also more of a stage. He's more He of was a, sta- a stage actor, well, but like it's happening right now. You, stage, you look so. at like an actress like Ashley Judd, same thing, blacklisted off Hollywood. Like, you know, look at what Johnny Depp's going through right now. Like unfortunately, once you, yeah. you piss off the wrong people in Hollywood, even when they're the wrong, like they're they're the bad guy. It's it sucks. Like it, yeah. it's tough. And Joss Whedon, say what you will about Joss Whedon, he's got a lot of clout. He's got a lot of he's he's yeah. got such a huge fan community. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of Joss Whedon's work. Mm-hmm. I have the whole your parents bought me the whole series of Buffy. <laughs> like I have it. It's it's right over it's right there. Right? I love I enjoyed Firefly, Serenity, all that stuff. Um so it, it broke my heart to hear. Like when we first heard that Joss Whedon was gonna come help finish this, he was a hero. Yeah. Like Zack Snyder, personal tragedy. Like we all, we are all like, oh man. Like say what you will about his movies, but like right. nobody deserves that. And nah. then, and then it was, oh well, what's gonna happen with Justice League? And then Joss Whedon's like, they hired me to 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 finish it. He remade it. Yeah, okay. he did not. But finish that's. It. I want to know if it was his decision or was it Warner Brothers' decision. I think Warner Brothers had a huge stay say in it. Warner Brothers always does. That's the problem. And more and more directors and producers are, are fighting back against the studio involvement because the studio executives don't always know what's right. Sometimes well, it's the opposite. That's been forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, then that's going to continue always. I mean, that's. Because they pay for it. Yeah. But, uh, I hate to end on such a dour note. Well, we got to do our Star City ratings. Star City ratings. Uh, first, let's, let's do Wonder Woman, the first one. Because first I, one, you can out of five. Out of five, I know yes. Sean hates out of five, but <laughs> that's just Star City ratings, man. So I'm going to give the original Wonder Woman. That. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> well, that's when we were just talking about the shows. Yeah. Um, the original Wonder Woman is a four for me. Yes. It is. There's great moments, great character moments, great action scenes, great music. I mean, the Wonder Woman theme is the only theme in the DC universe, and it also it's a banger. Yeah. Like it is fantastic, and they do variations every once in a while. Yep. Sometimes it's a, like an electric guitar. Other times it's orchestral. Yeah. It's great. Um, I wish they use it at different times in this movie, but that's just me. Yeah. So I'm gonna give the original Wonder Woman a four, Ronnie. Um, the original. I'm kind of teetering between a four and a four or five. 
Yeah. Big, big, um, numbers, big numbers from Ronnie. I know. You know, like I said in the beginning, I think this is the best DC movie in how, how many years since the Nolan stop? Nolan hmm. stopped in 2012. Right? Yeah. So I think. Once Man of Steel came out in what, 2016? No. 15? Four, 13 or 14. It was only like a year or two. I think it was yeah. close Night enough Rises. that people thought that that Christian Bale was going to be in the yeah. Batman in this universe. It was close enough. No, what yeah. it was, the, the gap between Dark Knight Rises and Man of Steel was enough that people thought because Christopher Nolan was producing it. Yeah, yeah. everybody was like, "Oh, oh, we're going to have a you know Dark Knight and Superman in the same yeah. you know universe." That was great. I want to talk about that at some point. Uh, All right, different Batmans and you know different gotcha. Supermans and who's. <laughs> Like who yeah. would have worked well? Coming soon. Yeah, right. But, but I think nine I think months since, since the Nolan trilogy stopped. I think this has been the best. Or sorry, the original Wonder Woman was the best DC movie. So I give it like a four, four, five ish maybe. Okay, so I'm gonna be that guy. Uh, it's a good movie. I gave it three and a half. That's fair. Out of five. That's that's above average. Yeah. He's never coming on the show again. Well, what, this is my show. This is bo- all of our shows, technically. <laughs> it's going under. He's never crossing over with us again. <laughs> Best team up ever. Yeah, well done, well done. That was uh, he, did, he did an arrow reference. Yes, he did. Um, for Wonder Woman 1984, though, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Really? Um, That's high. Actually, yeah, scratch that. I'm, I'm going to give it a three. It is okay. above average. It is. The problem is, like, as a movie, it's a three. Character-wise and visually-wise, it's a three point five. Like that—that's where I teeter. I see what you, I see what you mean. There. Yeah. Like Gal Gadot kills it. You know, all the characters, all the actors kill it. Um, you know, Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig do the best with what they can, and you know, like they yeah. try. They really they bring their A game, and yeah. and that's that's what's heartbreaking when you watch characters who yeah don't. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna teetering between a three and a three point. All right, I'm gonna say a three. I think. The reason it goes up is because of the visuals of the movie. Because if 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 you if the visuals were just like mainstream, if we didn't get the jet, if we didn't get the flying and all that, to me this movie would be like a two five. That's right. Um, so I, I I give it a solid three um, when you combine all the aspects mm-hmm. of a movie. Uh, for me. Uh Negative four. That's <laughs> not that bad. I I've been since you since we started doing this. I'm I, I was aiming at a two. Woof. I wow. I've jumped it to a two and a half. So a completely average movie. Average. It is right yeah. down the middle. I'll be honest. If I never see this movie again, I'm not gonna be upset. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. You know. All right. Like I'll be honest with you. I went from seeing Iron Man two in theaters to just seeing it again during the lockdown. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest gap between mm-hmm. movies. Like, I, I, it'll be another yes. five years before I sit down and probably watch the, I, this. Movie I agree. Again. Like, if if I'm flipping through the channels and this comes on, it, I'll leave it on. Yes, but I'm not going to go searching for okay. it. You bought yeah. Joker. Well, that's because I got it. I got a deal from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason. I do I do an episode on it. You know just, what? If they hope. didn't call it Joker, it would be a great movie. You won the Oscar. Yeah. His performance is fantastic, but yeah. just, oh, God, I hate that That's what I said. If it wasn't a Joker movie, it'd be a great movie. That's a whole but other, ori- we gotta do that. I'd episode. say the yeah. original Wonder Woman for me was, uh, I, uh, what did I say, three, I said three and a half? Three, three and a half, three and a half yeah. 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 So, three and a half and then a two and a half for this one. That's Which fair. is upsetting. I, I, yeah. I was really hoping, I was really hoping this was gonna be DC's you know, Renaissance. Their Captain America trilogy, basically. Yeah, we're just they're they're finally they're they're just 
getting us another Turns one good. Iron Man yeah. trilogy. Yeah. I, I like I said, I'd rather I I'd much rather see some smaller team ups. Like I said, yeah. Wonder Woman and Shazam. It's like it's it's right there. It's there. Yeah. But also you get the opportunity too with you know movies like Black Adam coming out where parts of it take place during the time where Diana's running around. You have opportunities. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have the Justice uh, Society involved. Like that's magic. Yeah. Dr. Fate would be yeah. a perfect person to interact with Diana this during will, all this time. This will be also be an interesting thing, you know, with the Marvel characters just popping up, you know, cameos and all these other movies or yeah. the DC character. They, like, again, like, they just, it's it's either that they're not doing it or they just don't think about it or, I think the know, Snyder Cut's going to be the definitive choice about whether say, or not this universe stays the way it is. Because they have Flash coming out and Flash is supposed to be Flashpoint. It's supposed yeah. to be... Some sort of reset to this universe. Is it, is it Ezra Miller? Have they decided yet? It is Ezra Miller, yes. Okay. But uh, I think that's going to wrap us up for uh, our first crossover episode between yeah. Cinematic Adventures first and the Multiverse. And uh, <laughs> no, no. When the Snyder Cut comes out, we're, yes. make, we're making a night of it. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink. We're going to make an afternoon of it because Ronnie just made it creepy. Oh, yeah. No winks. All right. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for uh, listening in and tuning in. You can find us on all sorts of things at this point. <laughs> on the, everything. Uh, basically on everything. You can uh, find us easiest on Facebook. All of our episodes are directly uploaded to both the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures feeds, as well as uh, our parent nation or our parent uh, program, I guess. Yeah. The Misfit Faction, where you can find also links to some other things that we tried doing. <laughs> Laces out, but um, <laughs> too soon. But uh, we also have uh, my wife's uh, bookstagram, which is called Bibliophiles Assemble. We're also working on a couple of other pro- uh, projects for you guys. You can also find us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Mu- Podcasts, I believe, yep. and uh, Podbean, which is our parent site, and Stitcher, which is my preferred. I shouldn't say that, which is where <laughs> I listen to my podcast. <laughs> but. Um, it was a pleasure and a joy having you guys here. It was it was a lot of work to get the three of us into one room. Yes. We didn't even get to see the movie together because adulting and life. So, uh, yeah. Not really. Life. Life. <laughs> so, I'm Paul. And I'm Ronnie. I guess that makes me Sean. We would think so. And we will be back next week with brand new episodes. Happy New Year to all of you guys. Enjoy and stay safe. Possibly. Peace. It was so loud. You liked it. I didn't. See ya.